Hi, podcast listeners. I'm Matteo Pistono, host of the Hay House Meditations podcast. And I'm here to invite you to our free five-day meditation challenge starting January 28th at hayhouse.com slash five days. There are so many benefits to meditation. In as little as five days, you can be on your way to sleeping better, feeling calmer, embracing life more, and finding ways to ease your physical pain. During the challenge, each day, you'll receive two free meditations, one for the morning and one for the evening. These guided meditations will help you unlock a happier and healthier you. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to two live webinars with me where I'll answer your meditation questions. And best of all, you'll be joining a like-minded, supportive community, making the commitment to change their lives by building a meditation practice that brings meaningful results. Whether you're brand new to meditation or a seasoned meditator, I really hope you'll join us starting on January 28th. Go to hayhouse.com slash five days to join now and download a free PDF where I share five ways to boost your meditation practice. That's hayhouse.com forward slash the number five D-A-Y-S. Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener, Hay House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled, Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled, you will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at hayhouse.com slash manifest. That's hayhouse.com slash manifest. Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. This project, you know, you've mentioned it for the past couple of weeks, and uh, this is going to be a really, it's, it's a personal, not that your other books have not been, but this is really more mm. of a, you know, a lot of your personal story and uh, teachers and mentors that right. have, you know, come in and out of Pe- your life. and Right. Very, very significant and important people that have just shown up at certain times that um, shifted my life uh, from one direction to another. Last, yesterday I was writing about uh, Immaculate Elibagiza from uh, Rwanda. And um, when I first met her uh, in 2005, uh, and all of the, uh, the sort of synchronicities and uh, what we call, you know, what are called coincidences, but uh, I just think that there are no accidents or coincidences out there. Everything is on purpose. Um, and, and how she showed up in my life and what that meant uh, and, and what kind of a, uh, you know, I've been, I've been writing about spirituality and higher consciousness and, um, and, and living from a place of, of forgiveness and unconditional love and so on. But here was a woman who was uh, in the midst of a Holocaust in Rwanda back in 1994 and had to hide in a bathroom with seven other women for, for 90 days. Went f- from about 150 pounds down to 65 pounds and, uh, and, and survived through her faith. And uh, she brought into my life this awareness how powerful faith can be. 
Uh, that's just one example. I mean, Mother Teresa was another person who who came into my life at another time. Victor Frankl, who was in the in the concentration camps in Auschwitz back in World War II, uh, we were on a on a program together in uh, 1978 in Vienna, and I've been recalling all of these things and and what shifts they made, and uh, I'm calling it. Uh, I can see clearly now, and as I look back from this age at the age of 72, I look back at all of these. These people that showed up, the events that that happened, the the, the things that uh, took place in my own life, the separation from my wife was a major turning point in my life, and, uh, and I was writing out of a deep sense of despair and sadness when I wrote uh, Ten Secrets and uh, The Power of Intention. Uh, so all of it, it's just been, uh, it's it's almost like reliving my life. I'm start out when I was in the orphanage and. Uh, um, when there was a teacher that we had, her name was Mrs. Engel, and um, she taught the th she taught third grade, and she used to read at the end of each class. If the class was quiet, you know, uh, for the last thirty minutes, she would read from this book. It was called The Secret Garden. I don't know. Have you read The Secret Garden? Oh yeah, I remember that. I think there was a movie yeah. about that book too. Yeah, there not was too long mm -hmm. ago. And she used to read that, and I just was so in and just in enchanted by this idea that there was. A secret place that you could step into and that everything else everything changed everything was positive and loving and and so I was sort of the enforcer in the third grade class if anybody got out of line I'd stop them because she wouldn't read to us if people were noisy <laughs> did she inspire <laughs> your love of reading I, th I think she inspired my love of the idea that there are there are magical things that can happen and magical places that we can go and that um, that it's within each and every one of us and that we all have a secret garden within us but that was one of my earlier memories. So I started with those kinds of things, and uh, and now I'm uh, up to uh, up to the uh, year 2006. So I have about another uh, two or three uh, solid weeks of writing that I'll I'll, co I'll complete when I get back from from this cruise. But um, it's really been wonderful. You know, and that's something joyful. I would think that could kind of continue on because don't teachers keep showing up and. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Oh, my goodness! It was just last year that John of God. I'm gonna. I'll be writing about my my experience with John of God and Anita Murjani. She was a, a very, very huge influence in my life. Mira Kelly, the one who brought her to me, um, huge influence. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, you know getting diagnosed with leukemia uh, a couple of years ago and uh, going through that whole process of looking within and recognizing that you who you are is not your body and that your body is just going through whatever emotions it has to go through oh yeah the, the, the teachers aren't just like these divine people that have that have showed up in my life I've had a lot of them uh, very spiritual masters but they're also just you know just certain kinds of events that uh, that take place I, I wrote at, at length about when I went to my father's grave back in 1974 and was able to forgive him uh, for abandoning my mother and and us and uh, and how that totally turned my life around that act of forgiveness and uh, so they're all it's all in there from uh, from the very beginning till now at least the way I recall it uh, and yesterday I couldn't remember the exact date that uh, Immaculate came into my life but I I, re I remember the event and I had I was giving a talk in um, in New York City for the Omega Institute and. Uh, a whole bunch of people gathered around me out in the corridor of the of the Hilton Hotel there in New York, and they were all wanting autographs and pictures taken and so on. And I just noticed this tall African woman standing over in the back um, and just just looking. 
And she had just sort of wandered into that hotel. She um, was there with a girlfriend. They were having lunch or something. She had no idea who I was, but she just got uh, sort of enthralled with who who is this person and who? why did all these people want his autograph and so on. And my eyes caught hers, and something clicked in that moment. I just uh, had a real sense that uh, that I had to meet her. And at the end, when, when all of the people <laughs> dispersed, uh, she came up to me, and, and uh, I talked to her about Rwanda. <laughs> it was so interesting, because the night before, I had seen the, the film um, Hotel Rwanda. Oh, sure. And, <clears throat> and so she, I asked her where she was from. She hardly spoke any English. She had a girlfriend there with her, and her girlfriend said... Uh, she was from Rwanda, and I said, "Oh my goodness! I saw I saw a movie about Rwanda last night. Uh, did you know what happened there <laughs> in uh, in 1994?" And uh, like I couldn't imagine a more ignorant question to be asking, but because she was right in the midst of it uh, in that that horrible Holocaust between the the Tutsis and the and the Hutus, when a million people uh, were slaughtered in a country the size of the state of uh, Maryland, and. Um, she left her uh, email address with my daughter, Sky, and it took me two or three weeks, and I just kept calling, asking Sky, contact her. I really want to contact her. And then I asked, I told her, I, she told me her story over the phone, and I called Reed at, at Hay House and said, I want to publish her book. I want to make sure that I write the forward. I want to take her with me. I want to put her on my public television special. And, uh, and I took her with me across the country for two and a half years and talking about the, the power of forgiveness and the power of faith to overcome, you know, what was absolute certain death for her. Uh, she was able to talk killers right out of, uh, of, of performing their, their slaughtering with their machetes and so on. It's an amazing, amazing story. It's called it's Life pretty to incredible. Tell. And for her to be able to forgive, and she was face-to-face with one of the men. That... Yes, she was. And, and she went back uh, when it was all over and forgave the people who killed her mother and her father and all of her brothers. And, uh, yeah, it was an amazing story. But it was... It was to me, what I'm writing about is uh, is the uh, the shift that that made in my life. It's, it's like I just feel that God sends all of these people to us at these critical times in our life. And there's a Buddhist saying that says, "When the when the student is ready, the the teachers will appear." And um, the teachers are always there. You know, these kind of, the, the people like this are showing up in our lives all the time. Events like this, uh, circumstances, um, synchronistic things that uh, we just can't quite explain. They're always there. Question is, are, are you ready? You know, are you paying attention? Are you astonished? Are you bewildered? Are you, uh, you know, do you have your eyes open for these kinds of miraculous things that uh, that God sends to you in order to uh, get your life, you know, f- to fulfill the Dharma that you signed up for, that you're here for in the first place? Because it's a, it's a universe with purpose, is, in my estimation. And so I'm looking at all of these kinds of things. And yes, so yesterday I couldn't think of the day. So I looked in my phone and I called. Uh, I, I had one number that wasn't right there, and I finally, I called and left her a message. And about two minutes later, she called me back. I said, "Immaculate," um, I said, "Can you remember what date it was? I wanted to have it the, the, the date of when we first met. And do you remember what took place between the two of us? Because there was just something, something invisible when uh, when I looked into her eyes, and I just knew that she was to be a, a, an important part of my life." And it turns out, you know, she was uh, in a huge way because she was with me uh, at every talk I gave for almost two and a half years. I would bring her up on stage and she would get these standing ovations and she would teach people about faith and kindness and love and and uh, forgiveness and, and God realization and so on. 
And she said, uh, I'll never forget it. She said it was the 3rd of April. It was 2005. And she said that was the day that turned my life and changed my life, entire life around. So uh, it was a, a magical day for both of us. That's anyway, such a great so, lesson. Yes. Yeah. You know, keep keep an eye out for those people. I, I remember a guy that was just a gas station attendant back when I was in my 20s, and just even that chance meeting really affected me. And even now, sometimes I still think about it as a lesson on how to teach people because I was in a hurry that day and I kind of threw the money at him and just, you know, treated mm-hmm. him really dismissively. And, and he came over to me, he goes, you know, you're, you're a very pretty girl, but, you know, you don't have to treat people that way. You, you'd be prettier if you were nicer. Mm. something like that mm. <laughs> so i remembered wow. i'm like oh okay, yeah. i guess he's right you know isn't that interesting yeah. that, that's an angel that's an angel that is sent into your life yeah i had station. a circumstance <laughs> like that once uh, where i was going too fast uh, in a place and um you know and uh, i i didn't almost hit someone but i i was going i was just going too fast and i came to a stop and people walked by and a guy took both of his hands and slammed them on the on the uh on, on the hood of my car and looked into my window and he said People are more important than things, and uh, right. Yeah, I never forgot it. I mean, it's just uh, in that moment. I think that was an angel. That was someone who was reminding me. Yeah, it's it's like getting in a hurry and this car and and all of these things are are not nearly as important as people. But is, so. isn't that interesting though? You remembered that moment, and I remembered this right. gas station attendant right. from you know twenty years ago. But mm. that's just how much of an impact that you can make on another oh, person and, and they on you. Absolutely. I wrote a, uh, a, a few weeks ago, uh, I just in going through my life, I wrote one of the most significant events of my life was um, a, uh, I was teaching a class at a university and the students were all gathered uh, and they, they had to do a project, a group project. And one of the guy, one of the young student, students, students, they were, you know, just, uh, you know, undergraduate students and, and they were doing an imitation and I didn't realize they were doing an imitation of me. Uh, this guy was imitating the professor, <laughs> and, oh, no. and he had his he had his belt buckle down, and he had this stomach sticking out over his belt buckle, which uh, I had allowed myself. I was in my early thirties, and I had allowed myself to get out of shape, and I had like this uh, this gut, you know, that uh, I wasn't exercising. I was just spending my time reading and doing all those things. And I looked around, and the class was all very sheepish and so on, and, uh, you know, wondering how I was going to take this. And it took me a while before I realized, my God, he's imitating me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I went home that day, and I looked in the mirror, and I said, that is going to change. And that was the day I started running. That was back in 1976. And um, and I started a running streak. Once I got myself up to eight miles, I started. That day I went out and I ran about 300 yards, and I was just completely out of breath and so on. The next day, I ran maybe 500 yards. The next day, I ran a quarter of a mile. And by four or five days, I had already run a mile. And within a week or so, I was running, you know, or, or maybe two weeks. Uh, and and that was, you know, 1976, however many years ago, like 35, 40 years ago. Uh, and I kept myself exercising every day of my life since that time, since that one guy. So here was a guy imitating me and you think he, I'm going to flunk this guy and throw him out. He's going to repeat this class. But instead he turned out to be one of the most important people in my life. Maybe have saved my life because I had a heart attack in the year 2000. And the only reason I was able to survive it was because I had been running so much and my heart was so strong that uh, I was able to pump through one blockage that I had in one artery. That was a, was something I'd carried with me since birth. So, uh, 
we just never know, do we? No, you know? we don't. <laughs> and sometimes the, the people that we think are are these are doing these terrible things to us, and isn't that awful? Very much like my father. I called the movie about finding my father, my greatest teacher, because um, it was in the act of forgiving him that everything in my life turned around. It's so, a good good thought. Yeah, Keep that thought. So yeah. where where so, should we start? We've got some great callers here today. Australia. Um, uh, where what have you got? Oh, we've got all over. Australia. Let's start in Australia. Okay, whatever you say. You, were, you always choose. You were just there not too long ago. Yes, I'm going there next next summer. Uh, let's uh, go to Gladys then. We'll start over there in Australia on line three. And thanks for holding, Gladys. Hi, how are you? Hi, Gladys. Hi, Dr. Wayne. You are my my biggest teacher, my greatest oh, teacher. I love you thank so you. much. I love you with all my heart. Oh, um, I love you too, I, dear. I have a story to tell you. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, I watched your um, your uh, your movie with the the miracles um, yesterday, the last night actually. Um, the shift? Oh, the shift? No, no, no. The tour that you did. I watched the shift afterwards. <laughs> uh huh. Um, oh, and, um, uh, experiencing in, the miraculous. Sure. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's the one. I'm sorry, right. I'm a little nervous looking to you. It's mm-hmm. like wow. That's okay. Um, <laughs> And um, and you mentioned the date that you went to your father's grave and forgave him, and that was I think thirty eight years ago today for you. Um, My goodness, it was. I think I think it was. Yes, it was. It, it was, was nineteen seventy four. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, and um, whilst I was listening to that, I thought of um, my cousin passed away in two thousand and three. She was twenty five years of age um, in a car accident in. South America in Chile. She went there with her husband in a honeymoon, not honeymoon, but the first time that they went to the country of birth. And right. um, she, we had been really, really, really great friends um, here in Australia. And um, for two years, she stopped talking to me, and I didn't know why. But my ego didn't let me ask the question. Um, and so I just didn't speak to her. And, uh, and then when she passed... Um, you know, the first thing that you do is go to the family and you forget that you were angry and that you weren't talking and you go through the process. Anyway, after that, all that happened, I had a dream about three weeks afterwards. I went to sleep and there was a park and a seat in the middle of the park with a light on it. Um, and I looked at it and I thought, I have to sit. So I went to sit down and it was very vivid. And uh, when I sat, I was looking around confused, and I heard a voice, and um, I can only say this on Hey House Radio, I guess. Um, the voice said, hi, this is God. And I thought, what? God? <laughs> um, wow, what can I do? And he said, I have a gift for you. Um, I want to grant you a wish. Whatever you want, you can have right now. And I went through, in a dream state, I went through a process of, Elimination. I don't. I don't have a partner, but I don't want to ask for a partner because I can do that when I'm alive in, in my in my physical form. Um, mm-hmm. So I said, and all of a sudden, the last time that I saw my cousin when she was alive was at my brother's wedding. She came up to me and she wanted to talk to me, and I said, No, you haven't talked to me for all these years, and I don't want to talk to you now. So I mm. left, and this was a. Uh, it stuck in my mind after she passed away. And so in this dream, he, God said to me, you can have anything you want. And I said, I want to go back and make it right. And um, the minute I said that, I was back at my brother's wedding. 
it felt like a movie, like I was the only one that could see, but nobody could see me. And um, mm-hmm. I looked around, and then these doors opened, and here comes Kathy, looking just as confused as I was. And she looked at me, and she gave me the biggest smile. And she went up to me, and she said, he told me that if I came to see you this time, you would let me talk. And I just cried and cried and cried, and I hugged her, and I said, I love you so much, and I'm so sorry, and uh, I, I, I just don't know what happened, and I love you, and I hope you forgive me. And I said, there's nothing to forgive. And I love you, I love you too, and, and everything is fine. Everything will always be fine, and I'll always love you, and I'll always be there for you. And I said, I don't want to let you go, because if I do, you'll be gone again. And she said, it will be okay, I'll always be around. And I let her go, and the minute I let her go with it, I love you, um, I was back in the seat. And mm-hmm. I looked up, uh, and I said, thank you, God, thank you so much. And then I woke up myself, and I went, wow, and I wrote mm. the dream down. And from that moment on, just like you said at your father's grave, from that moment on, I said to myself, I will never, ever again not speak to a loved one. without. Mm. I will never do that again. Um, and there were many situations afterwards that would, would ask me not to speak to them. My ego would say, hey, you know, but I won't. I'll tell them I love them, and I'll keep doing whatever it is that I have to do to be in gratitude and in love. And, and I forgave myself for, for not talking to her. Wow, what a great lesson. That's that's an amazing story. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I really do think that there's other dimensions and that you, you think that maybe you were dreaming and that, you know, you were sort of, uh, um, you know, it was sort of like a, a, a lucid dream kind of thing where you're sort of aware, but you're it's really not happening. But those things do yeah. happen. I do. I really do believe that when we, you know, that, that we have the capacity to uh, to leave this physical body and and wander off and do those kinds of things and really correct things and make things happen. That's that's the beauty of past life regression. And uh, you know, is that you can go into this almost a, a hypnotic state and um, and experience things, and they're they're so very real for you that they really change Absolutely. everything in your life. And that experience Absolutely. really changed you. I'd recommend that you read uh, something called the Unveiled Mysteries. Uh, by Saint Germain, and it's in the Saint Germain series. Look it up, the Unveiled Mysteries. Unveiled because, Mysteries. Yeah, they they talk about, it. and I'd also recommend that you read Anita Anita's book, Anita Morjani's oh, book. I've got hers. I've got hers yeah. for you. I only found Hay House Radio um, right after you guys came to Australia, and when when I heard of the I Can Do It, and I bought my ticket right away, and it was fantastic, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. That was I a thought, great night, I was, wasn't it? I was wishing. I, well, I didn't see you. I went to the I Can Do It this year, just gone. The weekend just passed. Oh, um, with, oh the one that uh, just passed hey. this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went mm-hmm. to that one, and I was, I was hoping. I bought my ticket in March, and I, I knew, I, I knew that you weren't coming, but I was hoping. And then one day, you put on your Twitter that you'll be in Australia in the date that that the I Can Do It was, and I was asking you, when, when, when? You're not on the list. But tell me, tell me. <laughs> But uh, I, I think it must have been one of those things. Oh, what a lovely um, call! I th- I just love that, and I I mean, when you think that that was God speaking to you, that truly was God speaking to you. And I it, know it, it was. It, I, I actually know it was. And when I say I can only say this on Hey House Radio, it's because you you understand and you know that it's right. true, and and you don't get the weird. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, if you I if you if you read Wishes Fulfilled, have you read Wishes Fulfilled? I've heard, I've bought the audio and I've and I've heard you listening to yes. your voice. You're just an amazing person. Oh, thank you. Well, in there, I I had a, a an experience like that as well, and I and I write about yeah. it uh, toward the end of the book. So yeah, your your regression uh, session right. was amazing. When and, I heard it, and I, I can my hair. I can sit here right now and tell you I can remember every single detail of it, including the color of the clothes that I was wearing and 
where I was sitting and the the color of the light coming in. I mean, every single bit of it is every bit is real, and it's not. It's very unlike a dream because I, you know, I'm I've had endless dreams over the last uh, you know seventy years of my life, uh, which I can't recall any of them at this moment. But that particular experience is so real; it stands out that I know that. Yeah. That I I I, I was simultaneously living with uh, with with some of the great teachers uh, in my life. Peter Dunoff being one from Bulgaria. Yeah. I, well, I thank you, my dear. I love. Thank it was you. Great. I love you so much, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Gladys. Nice to meet you. God bless you. Wow, what a great story! It Different was. dimensions. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's possible. It's not only possible; it's happening all the time. It's, 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 but it's only happening if we're if we open up our minds to it and allow ourselves to uh, to have these experiences. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to HayHouseRadio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.